I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome back to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast uh, where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. All right. And we have a very, very special episode today. Today, we have Amy Archer with us. We're super excited. Amy is the author of three books, including her memoir, Fat Girl Skinny. She also hosts a podcast, Gen X, This Is Why, where she and her sister revisit shows and movies from their Gen X childhood. You can find her at amyarcher.com. Welcome to the show, Amy. Hello, guys. I feel Hello. like I feel like all of my needs are met right now. Like if I have a nervous <laughs> breakdown, you're here. If I'm in need of legal trouble, you're here. So Got like, you covered. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I mean, Thanks do you need any more? Me. Maybe if you have a, I guess we need to get a doctor in here too. <laughs> we do need some medical people on standby. <laughs> so today we're talking about Sister Wives. This is season one, episode nine. The, um, you know, it's so funny. I didn't even write down the title because I just called it the 11 day honeymoon. <laughs> I think it's called like the honeymoon special. Yeah. Yes, honeymoon, the honeymoon special. special. Yep. Yep. So Amy, I, like, I like 11 day honeymoon better. Yes. <laughs> it really hits home. Like <laughs> how tre- treacherous this was. And I just like to say, I didn't go on an 11 day honeymoon and I had no kids, no other wives or husbands or no, anything. I had no. very little going on and I didn't even go on an 11 day honeymoon. We went on our honeymoon for our 10th anniversary because we had our twins. So we didn't get a honeymoon mm-hmm. and we still didn't take 11 days <laughs> 10 years later. <laughs> yeah. It is excessive. I'm I'm with I'm with the gals on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll hear all about that. But Amy, tell tell us about your 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 sister wives journey and how long have you been watching the show and all that good stuff. I've been watching the show from the beginning. Now I did go in and out probably around season like five or six, maybe. 
I remember very well them moving to Vegas. And then I think I kind of zoned out for a little bit. So I rewatched it recently, Mm -hmm. but originally um, I had watched it from the beginning. And my, my obsession with, I'm obsessed with polygamy in general, which we just talked about in cults. And I feel like they're cults. (laughs) There's some overlap. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Venn diagram would be (laughs) pretty much a circle. Um, So what turned me on to this show was I was watching Big Love. Did you guys watch Big Love? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Loved it. And as my sister and I called, the one with the trashy bill. Trashy bill bags. It's <laughs> <laughs> like too classy for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we, I loved that show. And then I started watching Sister Wives. And I, I think there was a weird time when the show started, like where TLC had some just kind of they were exploiting like these weird family structures like we had kate and eight kate plus yeah thank you thank you so i was watching all that trash i don't know what i was doing in my life obviously not much so i started watching what year did this premiere was it, it was 2010 2010 yeah okay so my yeah. girls were four so i was probably yeah. just sitting at home doing not much so, you know, well, raising them, but you know yeah. what I mean? I didn't have much of a life outside my home. Well, I think every, does, isn't every mother watch John and Kate plus eight and go, oh God, thank God. That's not me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It makes it oh, seem yeah. not, not so bad. <laughs> so bad. Your, your life seems better. Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But I've always been, um, I've always been interested in it. And I've always, I've always, you know, right from the beginning, didn't like Robin was on the anti-Robin train mm. felt for Christine. As we see in this, this season, she's clearly mm-hmm. like, just get me out of here. I hate all of this. <laughs> and Janelle's always been my boo. Love yeah. Janelle. <laughs> Mary. Yeah. Well, when, when, uh, the last season, season 17, yeah. um, hold on. My microphone's doing something weird. Um, so everyone started watching it again. And I said to Tess, I said, have you really ever seen Sister Wives? And she was like, "Eh, not really. And we actually did an episode very early on when we started the podcast where I explained Sister Wives to her. And she was like, oh, wow. You know, I didn't hear that one. I might need to. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally like, like maybe the sixth or seventh episode we did. Mm -hmm. So I explained the show to her because I, like you, had sort of dipped in and out over the years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, re- recently it, it started to get good again. And, and, um, and so Tess was like, well, I'm gonna have to check this out. And pretty soon she's telling me I'm rewatching the whole series. <laughs> I'm on season three, episode five, you know? <laughs> so she, yep. she yeah. drank the Kool-Aid. You know? I did. I did. Yeah. Now I know all the kids' names, all the yeah. ins and outs of things. Cause for a long time, I was like, which kid is that? Which kid is that? which? I, I think I still have trouble with the kids' names, but that's just me in general. Like as a teacher, I'm always giving people nicknames. Cause I never know who's who mm-hmm. I'm just bad with names, but um, there's some kids that, you know, just are superstars in their own right. Like truly. Yes. Oh yes. Logan. Yes. Logan. Oh, Logan's Logan is, uh, love Logan. Yeah. Yeah. And he played a pivotal role in this episode. He did. <laughs> yes, he Logan did. holding things together as and you know, does, I haven't right. rewatched it in a long time. And I've I've been listening to you guys cover it on the rewatch and talking about how parentified he was. And I guess mm-hmm. that just didn't stick out in my mind. And when I watched this and I watched the one before this and the one after this to kind of get context, wow. He's like yeah. your parent. Yeah. yeah. Essentially, he's parenting 
seeing those kids. Yeah. Well, I had heard because if you follow, if you are on Facebook and you're part of any of these groups for podcasts like Juicy Scoop or Sissy Squad or whatever mm-hmm. it is, people talked about the show constantly. So I knew who the major players were. I knew yeah. that Cody and Mary get divorced. I knew that, you know, then he yeah. and Robin get married. I had heard all the the rumblings and I had watched the show long time ago before all of this had happened. And I remember watching that first episode and Logan making, getting up early and making breakfast. And I remember feeling like, this is awful. Like, I don't want to watch the show. This isn't okay. You know, 16 year old kids getting up and making food for five other kids. How many other kids? And little Savannah's like, you know, (laughs) I know it's, it's hard to watch that kind of stuff. Like I feel that way about, even though it's fictional, I feel that way about shameless. Have you ever watched? Oh yeah. Yeah. My students would love it. And I watched like two episodes. I was like, this is awful. It's sad. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously I find, you know, what makes it so good now is we know what the end looks like. And that's, you know, I'm now back watching Vanderpump Rules. And that's the same reason why I'm watching that show again, because it's like, I want to see, you want to see all the little moments in time that you- All the little Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, my voice is like- No, no it's allergy season here in the Northeast. Yes. Well, let's start off with a little trivia because I actually went through. Do either of you have any idea of how many times 11 day honeymoon came up? <laughs> 11 days? How often 11 oh. days came up? I'm going to guess that whoever or however many times it was, Christine said it the majority of the time. Brooke, do you have a. Well, I I think Janelle, to, Janelle and Mary seemed the most upset. Uh, okay. Christine was kind of in this episode, kind of wishy-washy. I think she was trying to be diplomatic, but then Mary and Janelle would start in and then she'd be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's not right. Um, yeah, that's well, I, Janelle didn't even talk to him for like, yeah, yes, she, yes. she wouldn't take his calls for two days. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it was mentioned at least 20 times. No, well, I was surprised because when I started doing this, I thought, oh God, I'm going to hear it a million times. It was all within the first 15 minutes, really. Mm -hmm. Janelle mentioned it five times, Mary twice, Christine once. Mm -hmm. Robin Robin and Cody never say 11 days. They talk about the honeymoon. They talk about these things. They talk around it. But it was mainly that beginning part where Janelle was best. And we've never yeah. seen Janelle this mad unless someone's yeah. spending money. You know, <laughs> you're right. Cause I think, I think Christine was more hurt. Yes. And Janelle was more pissed. She's yeah. angry. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And Mary and, longs for Cody, I guess, and was just lonely. Mary needs him. a Dame product. That's all. I just, she is like, <laughs> what is she doing? Yeah. Oh my God. They she, were so into each other. Yes. I, I, I totally forgot that. Yeah. And Mary was, um, this episode, I was surprised at how upset Mary was. Mm-hmm. And she yep. said, well, we'll get to it towards the end when we, when we talk about all the stuff that they said, but yeah, she was, yeah, I don't know how to describe it, but she's, they're all upset to one, yeah. one degree or another. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's just dive in. They're already, we start off the episode and they're already in San Diego. And boy, these two are giddy. Oh, (laughs) just floating on air. (laughs) Yes, they are. You know, I have to say, I'm already going to start diverting us. I have to say, and I have said this for a long time. I really do believe they are deeply in love. And I'll tell you when I saw it the first time, maybe season 15, that's how long it took. Maybe season 14 <laughs> or 15. Cody was away from Robin. 
I forget what was going on, but he was away from her for like three or four days. And I want to say he quarantined for a couple of days and then went back home to her. And the way she greeted him was very, do you guys watch a little house on the prairie? Did you grow up? A oh little yeah. Little we watched it. Yeah. It was cool. very like Carolyn running out of the house, grabbing onto Charles as he's coming down the driveway. Right. It was this like, Oh my God. And you could see the way they were like embracing and kissing one. I'm like, these two love each other. Yeah. They yeah. were like, all they over really, each other. Really do. It's, it's, I think it was, was it Peyton that said, you know, my dad just found his soulmate. And mm-hmm. I do believe that as much as I hate Robin, I do believe that's kind of true. Yeah. So yeah, they're yeah. pretty happy. It was a little shocking to me seeing how affectionate they were because I don't think we've ever seen them before or since be that comfortable to be that affectionate on camera. Cause for at first they weren't married yet, you know, so mm-hmm. they're trying to do that whole thing. But I get like when the wives are around, they're not going to touch each other like that and do all that. But apparently they're right. okay with being the wives watching it on television after it's been filmed, <laughs> but as right. long as they're not there. I mean, they were so handsy and just mm-hmm. like, it was like, wow, that was shocking to me. Yeah. So, yep. so are, we're, so they waited. Do we think that they waited to have sex? I don't know. No. So Amy's saying no. See, no. I thought, no, they didn't wait. And then I saw this and I'm like, God damn it. These two look beyond like something else that's going on here. So maybe they did. Maybe it was this like, oh my God. Up. Do you think it was a situation where they were doing everything but sex? Mm, I think so too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I even, think it was even that. some soaking and some jumping on the mattress. <laughs> All the Mormon techniques <laughs> came out. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they, they were congratulating themselves on yes, you know, I'm it's waiting. been a it's been a long wait. It's been 10 months and we did it. Maybe we did all maybe the there right were just things. some like sad hand jobs in between. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> well, and very quickly because you know, she he had to always get back. <laughs> yes. right, you know? Yeah. He's like, Janelle's <laughs> waiting for me. It's already nine o'clock. I gotta get home. And I mean, don't forget the kids were always there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you guys know what hotel sex is like. Like, this is probably like that's what I chopped this up to. Oh, they're yeah. having hotel sex right. for yeah. the first time. Yeah. So it's just, you know, all, no. anything, anything is goes. <laughs> they're not sneaking off to the convertible Lexus anymore right. where there's no backseat. Yeah. They're not locking themselves in the bathroom while the kids are watching TV or something. <laughs> but yeah, they really do pat themselves on the back a lot about, oh, we waited 10 months, 10 months, mm-hmm. 10 months in this community, in this community. I'm like, you know what? Should you really be bragging about that? That in your community, people just don't get to know each other right, very well. Right, so right. They just rush to marriage so they can right. have sex and then what, you know, so that then they can take another wife. I mean, do you not see is this part of the broken system here? <laughs> it's a problem, but it's just so it's so crazy how and then they kept talking about it, but they kept talking around it. Like there's certain things we can do now. There's certain yes, ways yeah, yes. we can be. It's we know like, what I you're got talking it. about. Yeah. We got it. We got it. Like it's it. enough already, you two. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was. Um, and then then Robin says, is this Robin who says this? Like wives are comfortable with other wives. They're just not comfortable with a girlfriend or fiance. Oh, yeah, I so, think it's Robin who says that. Yeah. yeah and I, I'm just kind of like, so... Okay. So again, this is also part of this religion that is so misogynistic and ridiculous where it's like, yeah, turn, you know, it's okay to be mad here, but don't be mad over here. Like once you got married, you should turn off your feelings. She's a wife now. This is okay. You know, it's just, it's the most 
cockamamie. Like, way well, of I feel like, about things. Did you guys watch Seeking Sister Wife? Mm-hmm. I, I called I it Dimitri Snowden. Was it Dimitri Snowden? Oh my God. The, that the yeah. Ritual, right. Yeah. Like, so you get a girlfriend, you can bang all the girlfriends, mm-hmm. but once it's a wife, then that's okay. So I feel like they're yeah. afraid. Maybe he'll take the Dimitri Snowden loophole. <laughs> yeah. And oh just God, keep banging guy. some girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That well, and also too, I disagree that uh, Janelle and Mary and Christine were okay with her as a girlfriend mm-hmm. and a fiance. I think they were gritting their teeth. Mm-hmm. through the whole thing and they still are you know yeah yeah ay, ay, ay. but uh and then we find out that robin i didn't realize this robin asked again robin you're part of this family you're going on this 11-day honeymoon and you ask your mother to take care of the kids again yeah, yeah that was very strange yeah and then, I thought that was one of the benefits of polygamy that you right. have all these women around with a lot of hands and apron strings to help you out yeah. i mean yeah. No. Right. And then Mary had to call her and say, oh, is it OK if we take him for a couple of days? Because we have to film this picnic. You know, <laughs> no, we have to the saddest picnic. Yeah, have to uh. look like we're actually, you know, all one big happy family. Yeah. Number yeah. one, I don't enjoy I don't understand anybody who enjoys camping and roughing yeah. it. I Me just neither. don't understand that. But if you do, hey, all the power to you. But to have to go rough it with like 17 kids. No, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. That's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Logan had to make everybody's, you know, hamburgers and hot dogs so that <laughs> so that they could interview the um, the wives, you know. Because yeah. oh, well, did you pick this up though? They well, we'll we'll get to it, but they can only let a man operate that grill. Oh, oh yes. So thank God that Logan was there because yes. without you know testosterone, you can't operate <laughs> you can't light a fire. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work at all. So then we start. Well, then we start to see the interviews of Christine and Mary and Janelle together. And Christine, the, in this one, she does. You know, she is. She does mention that she's having a hard time. And this is where mm-hmm. Janelle really gets into how pissed she is. Just like eleven days. Um, my boo. I love her. Yeah. But she's just, she's angry. She's usually so, she says she's usually so logical with the problems of marriage, but this one, she's just not logical about. And then Christine points out very rightly, no, it is logical to be pissed, you know, as each of them describe their own crappy honeymoons. I'm sorry, but honeymoons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That they're all trying to pretend like we're great. I'm like, no, you're pissed. She actually has like a hotel room. They're like doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, they're, they're surfing, doing, yeah. Yeah, they're zip lining stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys just drove around listening to Phantom of the Opera. Like, ugh. do you feel like Robin was trying to be the cool girl? Like with all this surfing and zip lining and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I yeah. feel like, I don't yeah. know if that was genuine. I feel like she was just trying to be like a cool girl. Like, oh, I'm going to do all this It's on stuff. her life list. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. I would kill to see her life list. I really I would, would love to see, to see that. Mm-hmm. I don't think she really has one. She didn't even call it the right thing. I mean, she's talking about a bucket list and yeah. she doesn't even know what it's called. So I, I don't it's think it's like a has. manifest list. Like, I don't know what she's talking about, but she was like, oh, I want a zip line. I want to learn to surf, but then they're going to zip line. And she's like, I'm a nervous wreck. Like I mm-hmm. can't even look at, it. I can't even, I, I, I understand the adrenaline and, you know, but I just feel like she was trying a little too hard. Like she's yeah. trying to be, I'm what Mary and Janelle and Christine are not. Mm-hmm. Like I can mm-hmm. put on a little wet suit and get yeah. in with you and, you know, your hags yeah. of wives are home raising all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Them and their stretch marks and everything. Yes. Like. Yep. 
Um, well, you know, and it's interesting because Mary in the confessional, she's talking about like, you know, this last year, it's just been full of love and acceptance, but also pain and jealousy mm. and misery. And this, you're just like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. This is how you feel. This is how this last yeah. year has been. It's been full yeah. of pain and misery and jealousy. And, you know, I, I feel know. like, I feel like the whole, the whole time their, their couch interview and the picnic interview all three of them were so contradictory. They just kept going back and forth between being like, oh, I'm okay with it. And I'm just so, I love Robin. I'm so happy she's in the family, but I'm really angry because I'm not getting the kind of attention I need. They were literally, it was like back and forth the whole time. It's like, oh God, you ladies, they're really trying, mm-hmm. but then they can't hold it in. And then it comes out. They're trying to like compartmentalize, right? Like I can be angry about not getting the time with Cody, but this has nothing to do with my feelings towards Robin. But like, you can't separate those two Mm-mm. things. Yeah. Like they are, uh, they're cause and effect. Like you yeah. can't separate those out. And well, I find it hard to believe you can compartmentalize any of that. Yeah. Which is of course the whole thing about this, this entire, this religion, this, all of this, that's right. so ridiculous is the fact that it's, it's contradictory. It's, it's like, you know, you have the, you're supposed to have, you have these emotions and feelings, but you're not supposed to, but you're having them. And it's a very normal, natural feeling to have. So you're constantly going in the circle. It's crazy making. And, yeah, and I feel like when this works, like where polygamy quote unquote works, and I don't mean it's successful. I just mean it lasts is usually when you really young girls who don't mm, know any better right. and they, they don't, don't have, have any, any self-esteem or anything or any frame of reference or anything. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, we were talking last week. It's cause it's really like gaslighting. Like you said, like, like jealousy is a normal, natural feeling and it lets you know all feelings. I think Tess said this last week, let you know if something is wrong and mm-hmm. they gaslight them by saying, Oh, you know, you shouldn't feel jealousy. Like you should be above that. You know, this is a higher calling and it just doesn't work like that. And these women are suffering. Yeah. You know, you can, you can see it in this episode, you see it just constantly and up until present day, they've just been suffering with this. It's sad. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind <laughs> Sorry of like to bring just, it down, but yeah, no, no, no it's true. you're right though. It's just all about suppression and like, just mm-hmm. suppress how you really feel, suppress how you really feel. And we know anger is a secondary emotion. So if Janelle is like that angry, there's mm-hmm. something under that. Yeah. And yeah. what is that? It's probably the jealousy. Like you can't suppress that jealousy that long. You just can't. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And then, yeah. And, but the main thing was I, I was so surprised how much Mary missed Cody. Like she just really longed for him. Like, mm-hmm, long, no. you know, I just miss him. I can't see him. It's just like, whoa, okay. She is like one step away from being like, he's my king. Like it yes. is so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. And she said at one point, I think it was later in the show, but she says something about how everybody knows that Cody and I have, gone through a lot in the last few years and been having a really hard time and, you know, saying that she really needed him, needed his attention and wanted to feel as special as anybody else and all that. And and I'm thinking, well, what happened? Please elaborate. What is this stuff that you guys have been going through for the last couple of years? Because that's still a mystery to me of how their relationship broke down because they were so in love and affectionate and yeah, what did yeah, Janelle when even we... says, right? At one point, like they couldn't keep their hands yeah. off each other. Mm-hmm. When are we going to find out what happened between 
you know, that and Robin coming into the picture. Was that, so this has been alluded to, right? Allegedly, was this another, a, a first affair? Isn't there rumblings that there was an affair that she had around? There's rumblings. Yeah. On rumblings TikTok. This, yeah. On TikTok. Okay. So <laughs> consider not, the source and not, yeah. yeah, not well established. Yeah. I think too, like when they brought, didn't Cody say that he brought or she brought Christine into the family as a peace offering, like to make peace? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think maybe just the tension between Janelle and Mary was so intense. And that's when he started to kind of break down with Mary because he saw this, you know, Cody doesn't like anybody who makes waves. There's a troublemaker. So like Mm -hmm. Mary was really having a hard time with the introduction of these wives. Maybe that was the problem. I don't know. Cause he tells Nancy later in a therapy session in like season, I don't know, 14 something um, that Mary, like he felt tricked into marriage by her. And that really? he, Ooh, I haven't gotten um, there yet. Okay. Oh yeah. And that like, she manipulates him essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I feel like, and I feel like she did that with Robin. Like they were probably struggling. And cause we know Mary's the one who says you can get a new wife and finds these wives. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if she's like, oh, well we're having trouble. So why don't you find a new wife? Like, I wonder if she manipulates him, manipulates him with other women. Yeah. <laughs> Probably yeah. a secondary manip- manipulation. <laughs> well, she mentions, but Mary mentions something where she talks about how when they're in the picnic area and they're talking about what was going, what's been going on. And Mary says that when I feel like I'm not getting the attention that I want from Cody, I disappear. I disappear. Mm-hmm. I disappear from yes. the family. I That's retreat. True. And I bet you anything that what Mary does when she feels like she's not getting what she wants from Cody, she retreats and the, and, and she wants her home. Yeah. (laughs) And she wants him to come to her. And I bet you anything, he probably just was like, I'm not coming to you anymore. Guess what? And so he's like, forget this. And then she's, and then she's sort of out on her own, you know, and maybe she thought Robin was going to be this peace offering or something like that and circle back (laughs) around and then realize like, oh, okay. He loved, he seems to really like her. I'm going to retreat again. Like that's her, she says it, that's her MO, which is a very young thing to do. It's like what I did in my teens. Yeah, I know. I was going to say this. There's this immaturity to Mary that is just really annoying. And it's like, yeah, she's never gotten out of that pattern. No, she yeah. hasn't, as we see with the wet bar. <laughs> I, I can't mean, wait till we get there. Tess, would things. there be any other bigger dream than to have Mary in your chair <laughs> and you try to unravel that? <laughs> no, no. I know. I see that they have these therapists and I'm like, God damn it. If only I could get <laughs> yeah. there. Oh we'll travel God. around with them and go on that honeymoon with him and the, the you know, anniversary trip with he and Christine. It's like, God, that would be a dream. If but you have to bring your therapist on your anniversary <laughs> trip, bad. things are real bad. They're in the gutter. Well, yeah. they've had this therapy therapist, Nancy for, you know, mm-hmm. like over a decade and she has not been able to crack the code. <laughs> She's, I don't no, know. Because they only see her like once every three months. Like these people need <laughs> daily. <sessions> every week. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, you know, she's been on the side sort of saying to Christine or Janelle, like, hey, maybe you should get out. Maybe this isn't really good. (laughs) That's true. Because if I, even if they weren't polygamous, but if someone came to me and told me, you know, I have this partner, I don't feel like they're committed to me. I don't feel this. They treat me this way. They treat me that way. I'd be saying, well, maybe this isn't right. You know, I mean, that's, that's the problem is, is that 
the whole show is based on the fact that they're this dysfunct they're this functional family and really they're dysfunctional and beyond dysfunctional. Um, yeah. And thank God, because we wouldn't be here otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I have um, no idea about the Vanderpump Rules scandal because I don't watch that show. Oh, so Mary Payne had explained it to me like 17 mm-hmm. times over on Pink Shade. And then the uh-huh. one day I just said to her, I've decided to give everybody grace on this because I think it's the equivalent to how we all freaked out when Christine left Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. nobody knew, but we all knew and we all knew how huge it was. So I think the two things are are pretty similar. Yeah. And thank well, God we have them both. Yeah, I I am constantly amazed by how much people get invested. I mean, obviously, we're sitting here talking about this on this podcast, <laughs> but I'm constantly amazed like people were like, you know, leaving nasty messages on people's social media I like that. I, I always feel like is this bizarre step to yes. this whole other direction. Um, yeah. yeah, I could talk about that Vanderpump Rules thing constantly, but if you don't understand it, you, it, it it's again, much like Sister Wives, you kind of have to understand the basis of the entire right. show because right. the entire show is about cheating. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the entire show. Um, so we hear about, let's see, we hear about all of their own honeymoons. Christine, now hold on. Is the Christine, she talked about her honeymoon and they said they road tripped and listened to Phantom of the Opera. Is this the infamous road trip where she eats the chili cheese? No, Nacho. I don't think that's so. a different. That though. was before. Okay. That was before they got married. And but, I think I think Mary was in the car for that, or Mary and Janelle also. Oh, they right? were for the chili. I cheese? think they were going Nachos? on. They were going on one of their. Because remember, Cody and Mary were counselors at some sort of youth camp. And uh, oh Jesus, I did not know that. Yeah, wow. I, that's. I think okay. that's how they met. Oh, how they met Christine? Because I think that. Um, you know, she was around those kind of activities because her family was obviously very heavily involved and all that. But yeah, no, that was, that was before, you know, they had that, I don't know if you've read the Sister Wives book, Amy, but <laughs> that goes into more detail. I have not detail. read it, but I've heard it read to me by Ace and Caitlin. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of details in there that are, that are good, mm-hmm. that, that, that are relevant to this, but yeah. And I remember too, from the book that Christine said that, um, you know, not only was their honey, their honeymoon was so lame because Cody didn't plan anything. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of assumed that he was going to plan, plan it, you know, cause she's a romantic, you know, and she's, but no, he planned nothing. So they basically just, um, took a long drive. I mean, that's, a, those are the words she used and listened to yeah. Phantom of the Opera. And it's like, wow. And yeah, same with Janelle. They, they drove to Wyoming to his parents' ranch. And stopped along the way. Stopped along the way for, you know, three days or something. And then Mary piped in and said, I just had my 20 year anniversary and it was only a three day trip. So (laughs) (laughs) is that when he took her to Mexico and asked her to do in vitro? (laughs) Yes. Yes. She's still pondering it, by the way. (laughs) If she shows up to the season 18 saying, I think I'm ready to do the in vitro. I'm finally ready. I'm oh my finally God. ready. The yes. Sister Wives fandom will just explode. <laughs> Come on, Robin, let's go. You, you offered. Yeah, you, offered. you can't uh, back out now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I heard what you said about those stretch marks. Now you're going to have my baby. <laughs> right. Oh, we're going to give you some stretch marks. 
Um, and then we see Robin and Cody, they are going surfing. I've, I actually went surfing once in my life. It's freaking hard. And it I was hard. 38 at the time. And I was like, I am way too old for this. It is so hard. And I was very impressed. The two of them were doing as well as they were. Cause I was just fumbling all around. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we meet Aaron, their surf instructor, nothing like a white guy with dreads, you know, <laughs> And Cody is so intimidated by this guy. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, boy. Because Cody thinks he's a surfer. And then we learn that he likes to pose in front of the mirror and stare at himself. Right. He thinks he's a surfer, but yeah, he got knocked down a few pegs when Aaron showed up. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, the the surf lessons are being, you know, cut back and forth with the set. Sad picnic. I mean, such a sad, <laughs> such a sad picnic. Yeah, the, I'm ju- sorry. the juxtaposition, yeah, back and forth was sad. But you know, the thing is, obviously, we know that TLC is springing for, or the production company is springing for Cody and Robin to, you know, they didn't have any money. Yeah, they don't have 11 any money. days in San Diego. Surf lessons are exper- yeah. expensive. All that. And then it's sort of like, God, you guys don't even get to go to like a restaurant buffet or anything well they did go out to dinner cook your own food you you kids oh you're talking about Mm -hmm. the family yes the family didn't get to go out yeah yeah. no no, robin and cody were out to dinner they're having a grand old time but like they weren't even in like a really scenic beautiful place it looked like they were like behind a strip mall yeah yes like like a dumpster off to the right that we can't see i mean it's bad yeah so um, yeah, all the kids, they're trying to get um, all of the kids together. And then we get back to Janelle. Janelle's still at the, t- at the couch. And she's like, you know, anytime he spends time with her, she's cutting into our time. Like she is just back she's on pissed. that 11 days, 11 days. This mm-hmm. is where she says 11 days in like quick succession. When mm-hmm. I said, oh, I better start writing this down. How many times she says 11 days. This is where we see glimpses. Of season 17, Janelle, who mm-hmm. like was setting the record straight on that couch. Yeah. yeah. We see little glimpses of it here. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, just this idea because his, right, Cody's most valuable commodity to all of these women is attention. And yeah. so for him to give his, all of his attention yeah. on that kind of level to them, for to Robin for 11 days, that's huge. Yeah. Um, I'm constantly amazed when I watch uh, these, the, everyone getting married, everyone getting ready, like the kids and the wives, everyone getting ready, just how, you know, it's just so funny. Cause they have so many kids, like how truly I just worry for her sometimes. Cause it's <laughs> just like, where is truly? And then Christine goes, where's truly, where's truly, where's my kid? Where's my kid? <laughs> she just mm-hmm. lost her again. Um, just ask Logan. He'll know where everybody yeah. is. Some, mm-hmm. well, yeah, you, then you look over and go, Oh, there's Aspen. Aspen's taking care of little truly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we're back to these two surfing, 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 surfing. And then we're off to the San Diego Zoo. And again, they are all over each other. Yeah, all, I, know, I mean, weird. like, he I know. could not stop touching her. I'm he like, had his hand zoo. on her ass. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, it was it was a lot. Were they slow dancing? I swear to God, they yes. were slow dancing. Oh, they were, they were slow like, dancing? Yes, at the zoo. <laughs> it was now, like, this, was the, this was the wildlife park, right? Yeah, Have the wild animal yes. park. Yeah. Yeah, I've been yeah. there. It doesn't make me want to slow dance. With <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't put me in the mood. They're just doing this because they have to film it for the show. They're going to, they're just want to get back to the hotel. And yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, then we learn about the animal kingdom and how there are some animals. And then we learn about these rhinos. And I was like, Ooh, this is rough. 
you know, <laughs> because there, you know, there's one man and the three female rhinos. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, basically, uh, again, even the, the, um, I feel like even the, the people they're getting at this zoo are set up by the production company to just like show how they're like polygamous yeah. and they're tell us how positive habits. it is. It's yeah. good for, is it, it's good for it really rhinos like, to have other women there. Remember? Is it really a badge of honor that you have something in common with the animal kingdom? <laughs> with rhinos and like, lions? I know. Like in I Cody's know world, yeah. Honor. yeah. Oh, no, but Cody does. Cody totally thinks that. I guess. He sees himself as a lion. That's true. Um, That's yes. True. Oh, and, and then he, this is gross. He even asked the, the tour guide, um, if the, I think he's talking about the rhinos, if they all cycle at the same time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We but need I think to it was hear cycle about the menstruation. Yeah. yeah oh, I thought it was mating. I think they all had to oh, like maybe. mate. I felt like he I, said I thought cycle that cycle at, at the same time. Oh no. He, he said, because he said, so it's like humans when their cycles sync up. Mm. Yeah. Oh, he okay. was talking menstruation, which is disgusting. Yeah, because he was talking about the male has to work to get them pregnant all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that would mean their cycles have to be similar. Yeah. See, Cody's—he's used to these kind of issues. <laughs> he's oh, he's oh, down this road. He knows what to do. <laughs> he knows how hard it is yeah. to uh, impregnate. You know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we're back at the family picnic. All the kids talking about how all the kids are accepting Robin's kids and life is mm-hmm. great. And then we're back to Robin. This is where we then see Robin and Cody dancing, slow dancing, just suddenly. And yeah. then they're at the flight line. They're going zip lining. And then Cody says the same line he said at, in season 17. Nothing scares him except yeah. poverty. Yes. Yeah. So, so maybe throw a condom on, dude. Like, why are you having <laughs> twenty kids then? Oh, my I don't God. know. That drives me crazy with him. That drives me crazy. Well, but I mean, is it is their religion much like the Catholic Church, where you're not supposed to, you're not supposed to Probably. prevent you're not supposed mm-hmm. to prevent pregnancy in any way, shape, or form? Yeah, it's like however, like you populate as much as you can guarantees mm-hmm. your entry into the into the kingdom or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, God decides how many kids mm-hmm. you're gonna yes. have. But I don't know. I, I I doubt that they well, I don't know. I have no idea. But I think that they use these rules when it's convenient for them. Yeah. And when it's not convenient, they don't. But yeah. I don't know. I just feel like you would say something like, My greatest fear is losing one of my children right. or disappointing my wives, or like he's always talking about money. Always. Yeah. Real yeah. weird. I mean, he's essentially sold his family out for money. So this yes. and then hasn't handled it very Mm-mm. well. Nope. No, no. And then we see this is where we see Logan taking over as Cody <laughs> steps in, takes charge. And again, I mean, the whole thing, I you would think that the, the production company would have scouted something out ahead of time. It was just like the saddest little, like teeny tiny little like wet thing that you I love when Logan's like look at these leaves they're soaking wet look at this ground and and I feel like this is where I feel like my girl Janelle is just like she could light that fire she Mm -hmm. could grill these burgers she could own this place but like her religion is almost holding her back because she's like oh you know we have to let the man work the grill like it's so weird to me yeah. You tell is. me Janelle can't cook. Come on. 
She lived well, in the no, and then we see her <laughs> this last se- season, right? We saw her in this mm-hmm. last season, like doing all this stuff herself. Yes. Yeah, yes. she likes camping. She knows how to do all this stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the saddest picnic on earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Back to the saddest picnic ever. Well, and then Janelle does say something. She does say, you know, they treat their children like young adults. Just mm-hmm. talking about how much Logan has stepped up. And stepped up to the plate. And I I was like, okay, that's interesting. She's like, yeah, we let them hang out with their friends and do this and do that. But we treat them like little adults. It's like, oh yeah, you do. Yeah, we can see. <laughs> yeah. You have been. You've been treating them like this for, I don't know, poor Aspen. When did Aspen start being the mom? I mean. It's really sad. It's really yeah. crazy. Well, and it's, I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's a coincidence that neither Logan nor Aspen have children now. Like they're, they're both in their thirties. Yeah. And married, I feel like no they're kids. not super involved in the, with the mothers. Like I, I, we don't see them a lot. We don't what see I'm them. Yeah. Like they don't, they, they're not interested in being on camera. Right. They yeah. might be, um, they might have great relationships off camera, but we don't yeah. see them on camera mm-hmm. hardly ever, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so this is, part, it's also, I was just gonna say, it's just part of their culture is they always start, you know, the, you can't have that many kids without older kids taking care of younger kids. Mm-hmm. It's not right, but that's just reality. Well, and it builds resentment. Like we have a situation, my husband's a twin and his, he was an accidental and his older siblings were 13 and 10 years older than him. And they like had, cause his mother was working. They had to really help raise my husband and his twin. Mm-hmm. And they're not happy about it. <laughs> just ask them. <laughs> yeah, I bet. about it. Like they became pretty much live-in babysitters at 13 and 10. And so I think that happens a lot and it does build resentment. Yeah. Yeah. So twins run in your family. They do, but my girls are identical twins. So that's just a random thing. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And he and his, his twin. His sister. Yeah. Oh, sister. Okay. So they're fraternal. They're fraternal. So now my girls are like primed. They could have twins. Because oh. the gene is on his side, runs so, through them. Do you think they could marry twins? And then they could <laughs> oh, be on get a TV sisters. show. Oh, no. <laughs> they could be the same. I don't the know. Same. I don't know. I don't. I can't. <laughs> and all live in a house together and, you know, oh, conceive oh. children at the same time. That, and- that Christina is, I, I've started calling her Maleficent. She's like <laughs> Cruella DeVille. She is like back there just cooking up potions and shit. She is. Are you talking about Christina, not Jessica? Not Christina, not Jessica. Jessica. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jessica. Well, they're Jessica both they're is, both pretty weird. Wow. But yeah, she's telling the camera like, "I touched the baby first, technically." John. Like she's trolling him through the TV show now. <laughs> <laughs> Wild. Oh, poor John. Wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't like that John. Anyways, I'm. Yeah. I'm okay. See, I didn't see the last season when they got together, so I don't uh, know if he's terrible or not. I don't know. I just he's think just he's young. so young. He's, I just think, yeah. yeah, he's really, really young. I just don't know. I don't think he knows how to communicate well. And again, they didn't, you would think that they were part of this family too. Like Christine and yeah. this guy, they got married really quickly. And then she's pregnant. It's like, Jesus yeah. Christ, you know, whoa, yeah. people. Yeah. 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 Let's let's not get to know anybody <laughs> really well. <laughs> let's just start having children with them. 
So this is where Mary says that she's upset about Cody being away because they need to focus on each other right now because they're at such a critical point. Um, And she just says, you know, when Mary's happy. So this is the part that I think is really interesting about Mary. She says when she's happy with her, when she's happy with Cody, her relationship is better for the other wives. And when it's not, she tends to detach. So you can see how she kind of manipulates the situations, right? Yeah. Cody's not paying attention to me. So I'm going to be mean to you, Janelle. I'm going to be rude or detach myself from you. And I think that it comes back to because she only has one child, she can really detach and kind of be like, well, you want me to take care of your kids? Forget it. And moves away. She doesn't need them. Like, yeah. yeah. Like they need her. And, um, and then, you know, that's, this is one of Mary's things that drives me bonkers is how she is constantly like, well, if, if, if the world, you know, if I was blessed with all these children, I, you know, if I, I wanted to have seven or eight kids, but I can't. So, you know, but it's like, you, you have this family, you're part of this culture, but it's like, it's only when it suits her. Right. She she wants it when it works for her. I think too, like it's a power thing with her. Like, I think she really leans on that power of being first wife, quote unquote. And then she realized very quickly that the power lies in the women who can produce, reproduce, right? Mm -hmm. Who can have children in this type of marriage and situation. So she feels like that power is slipping away because Christine and Janelle were able to give Cody all these children. I'm not saying I agree with that or that's right, Mm -hmm. but I think that's what she's feeling. And so she, she just can't hold any of it. So it spills out everywhere. Like she doesn't know how to process, like she really needs to talk to somebody about this. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you should talk to someone. We should (laughs) under that book. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ay, ay, ay. Um, and then, yeah, Janelle talks about, yeah, how her relationship's always been very logical. She hasn't been as needy as some of the, quote unquote, the other women. Yeah. Um, Mary. So, as Mary. <laughs> yeah. And then apparently Christine's just, just perfectly in between. Christine um, seems pretty easygoing. I have mm-hmm. to say, like, I don't know. You know, we know now that Cody paints her as a monster and she always has been. I don't get that vibe at all. She's very, very conciliatory towards Robin. She's very much Mm -hmm. like, I'll watch the kids. I'll help you. Robin's like, we know she's hurting. We can see it. And she says that, but like, I'm not getting a mean vibe from her at all. No, I mean, she, she's, she just had a baby. You know, I think she's focused on that and she's got her kids and she doesn't really have time to ruminate about this so much, but yes, but it's brewing under the surface, you know, Mm -hmm. as we, as we know for a long time. Um, and then we see Cody and Robin. They're at the Blue Point Coastal Cuisine. <laughs> oh, you got all that. <laughs> yes, I did. I was, where are they? Because, you know, it's San Diego. It's like, I wonder if I've been to any of these places. I was yeah, trying to yeah, like yeah. see, but it, they didn't go anywhere that interesting. They're not going to go anywhere fun. Come on. <laughs> no, that's true. They probably don't even go anywhere that serves alcohol. So... Yeah. Oh, that's my other question. But when we saw Mary earlier this season, season one, we see Mary and Cody in Mexico. They had to be drinking. They were in that scene where he's like on camera asking her, you know, let's talk about in vitro. And Mm -hmm. I mean, she's like, she's got the, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to understand it on a podcast, but she's got like a drink and you know how she's like trying to get her straw over here. A little out of it. So I I feel like they might drink. 
I think if you have a family that big, you can't drink because it's going to start getting crazy. Really? (laughs) I just was thinking, God, you have to drink, right? I I don't know. I feel like (laughs) I personally would have to drink, but I also feel like if I'm, I don't know if I'm, if I'm reading the religion, right? Like, I don't think it would be allowed, but I'm not sure. No, it's no alcohol, no caffeine, which would really do me in. I would make it five minutes in this religion. Um, So yeah, that's the other thing. Sat on that picnic. (laughs) (laughs) They're all sleepy and cranky, sober, sober and sober. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Um, Let's see. And then Cody starts. This is where they start this new campaign where Cody and Robin are. You know, it's all about being sensitive with each other. We need to be sensitive Mm -hmm. to each other. We need to take everyone's feelings into consideration. And um, you know. Then we're, you know, they're they're eating this very nice meal talking about being sensitive to the other ones. And the three of them, we're, we keep cutting back to this picnic where the three of them are in these chairs that we we see, you know, once COVID hits, they're in those yeah, the camping chairs, chairs. The camping chairs constantly talking about this stuff. And Christine, it's ridiculous that she longs for Cody. She feels silly. And then Mary says that she wants... I, I don't understand this note, but Mary wants the world to revolve around Cody. They're having this discussion about like, what's the role well, she that says, Cody should she's play. Like, she's like, this whole relationship only works if Cody's at the center. So why shouldn't your world revolve around him? Mm-hmm. I think that's a normal thing. Because Christine's feeling like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot that I'm like yeah. missing him so much. So I think she's trying to make Christine feel better, but... Again, like just this internalized misogyny that Mary brings with her all the time. Like we should make Cody the center of our universe. It's like, okay, Mary. Well, I think that's, maybe that's the, how the only way she thinks she's going to get attention from him. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if you give him attention, he'll give you attention, but we see it doesn't really work that way. Mm -mm. And it was funny because like when they were at, um, I think when they were at dinner, he was saying that he was kind of not looking forward to going back home because he knew that he was going to face these landmines, as he called them. And um, yeah, and that's when Mary says she wants him to spend more time with the three of them filling their emotional tanks. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I mean, I, they just don't seem on the same page. Like, I feel like Cody's just trying to get away with, you know the bare minimum and you know focus he's really just interested in robin and mm-hmm. and uh yeah mary is she thinks he's just going to come back and amp up uh the relationships with the other wives you know i don't think so mary i mean have you noticed like where his attention is <laughs> maybe maybe you guys will know this but how long was the span between christine coming in the family and robin 16 oh, years, 16 right? years yeah so i just feel like Again, I feel like you are a totally different person when you're in your Mm -hmm. 20s and you're in your 40s. And like, I just don't know how you, it's almost like Cody's trying to start a new life and just dragging his old life behind him. And it's like, I just feel like he needs to, and I guess that's where we're going to go now, right? Well, yeah, now they're there. Yeah. Where they're just going to be like, okay, this doesn't work anymore. Like, I, I think you know, if he didn't do it right away, if Robin came in two years after Christine, for example, maybe it would have been fine. Mm -hmm. But this is so clearly Robin is meeting some needs of Cody that, you know, Mm -hmm. when he was 20 years old, he didn't know how to pick a partner to meet those needs. He probably didn't even have those needs. Yeah. And the wives say, I don't know. The wives say that, 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 um, 
basically Robin's getting a better version of Cody, you know, yeah, they yeah. got like the 22, 23 year old Cody. Yeah. Who didn't know mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, she's getting a much different version. And yeah. How do you go? Ha- yeah. How is he supposed to go back and, and get that type of relationship with these women he's been with for 20 years? Yeah. It just doesn't seem possible well, to listen, recapture that. Now that he's monogamist, quote unquote, if they want to get that show going, right? There's been talk of like, will these two start courting? So I'm sorry. I think it would be really interesting to see Robin as the first wife. Mm-hmm. And what happens when he gets some new people coming in? What what happens? But I don't know. Do you think that's the thing is that do you think he's really going to keep producing children? No. And financially, they're having to sell that house, right? I mean, oh, what, they're selling Robin's house? Yeah, there was talk Ooh, of that. I missed that one. Because they don't have... I think it was McKelty who said... Oh, McKelty, yeah. She said they it have on to sell the house. That, well, they're... She didn't say they had to sell the house. She said they're looking to move from Flagstaff to someplace less expensive. Mm. So, you know, read between the lines, but... yeah. I just think Cody is like a little kid and likes the next shiny object. And he was so enamored with this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I think Robin is now the new shiny object. I don't even know though. I don't even know if he still feels that way about her, but he did in the beginning. Yeah. I think he does still now. Remember when she got COVID and he was just oh, yeah. like, oh, I just want to oh, get yeah. COVID so I can go in there and be yeah. with her. I know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, so this is really interesting. So we're back to Janelle. Janelle. So Janelle starts to sort of reveal to us what's been going on since Cody has been gone. And she says, you know, her emotions have been all over the place because she was hurt. She didn't talk. To, so first she says, I didn't talk to Cody for the first few days. And then Then she says, well, we didn't talk at all. I was ignoring his calls for the first seven days. And then she mentions seven days. So we're from a few days to five days to seven days. Um, So if the, if the, if the honeymoon was 11 days, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're talking, you were pissed the whole time. She's like, I'm fine now. I'm okay. But those first, you know, few days to seven days were really, really rough. And then she said that he got on the phone and then just said all the right things. And I really want to know what are those? Yeah, right things what was that? What did he say to you to make you feel uh, gross? Could you better? imagine being like sweet talked by Cody? Ugh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and when he talked, when he called Mary, because you know Robin claims that you know she she's making him call all the wives because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she's so superior, and he's on the phone with Mary, and he's like saying the strangest thing yeah. it's like yeah wasn't that cool the other night when we were texting each other about our hopes and dreams and I'm just like what yeah he's like yeah. i really enjoyed that text conversation about the dreams <laughs> yeah and then he's like we may need to alter those dreams a little bit <laughs> <laughs> so weird oh that yeah it was i had no idea what they were talking about and then she she was being really needy and saying well call me or text me before you go to bed text me to say good night and it's like yeah he's on his honeymoon he already called you once now you want him to text you later i mean come on yeah i wonder what those dreams are i think maybe this is how he handles mary which is he kind of like she's probably writing these long texts about like i envision us doing this this and this and he's like yeah great okay great yeah sounds yeah, good put yeah, it on your vision good. board mm-hmm. <laughs> on your life list your life list <laughs> yes yes um well and then we're back in utah now and cody says there's seven days 
hard for him because Janelle was mad. And then they talk a little bit about Janelle and Cody's relationship, which I thought was really interesting because Janelle's talking about how, you know, they never had this flowery relationship, that they were never cutes and giggle. And she said she didn't know where to fit into this picture. And Christine says she was always jealous of Cody and Janelle's relationship because she was never valued as an intellectual. Mm -hmm. And that's very interesting. And I think that's one of the other pieces of, you know, I think it takes such emotional intelligence to have these really healthy relationships with four women, which obviously he doesn't. Yeah. So it it takes so much of that. So I think that Cody's figured out like how to kind of put each of them in, in their places mm-hmm. and sort of see them as that one way, almost like kind of what parents do to their kids, you know, like you're yeah. this kind of kid, you're that kind of kid. And um, yeah, I mean, he must really just only want to talk about certain things with Janelle that he kind of cuts Christine out of, which, um, and Mary doesn't seem to care about that so much, but I I just thought that was really, really interesting about this like dynamic of how she felt about the relationship. Well, she keeps saying they're best friends. We're Mm -hmm. best friends. We're best Mm -hmm. friends. We're best friends. And part of me feels like she's trying to convince herself Mm -hmm. and trying to find a way to stay in that relationship. And I feel bad for her because she deserves more than that, but she doesn't know it yet. And it wasn't until Christine got more than that, that she was like, I knew she would follow the minute one of them left. I knew the other would follow. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, it's kind of like when a group of girlfriends are in miserable marriages and one step (laughs) out gets divorced (laughs) and then you're all like, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then we're back. We're finally back from, um, from 11 days later, 11 days later, we're back back home in, uh, Lehigh and we see that little truly got her photos taken. So cute. Um, and then this was this whole thing. Was this Robin who was saying this about this exchange that she had with, so Christine and Robin had this exchange where Christine says to Robin, you know, you need to tell me that you needed this. And Robin said, yes, the 11 days were necessary. And, um, and then once she said that, I thought, oh, that's sad. <laughs> well, I, what, it, so what was that? What a Cody, dig? What, <laughs> I didn't understand that. Well, Cody. So the whole justification for this from Cody was when I married Mary, Christine, and Janelle, we had less kids. Obviously, we didn't have cameras there, whatever. Like our life was quieter and they had more of me. Mm. And Robin will never get that because she's coming into a family with 20 people here already. So I felt it was fair to her to take her away and let her have just me mm-hmm. for a while. That was his justification. Yes. And that's what he told Christine. And so that's why Christine was saying to her, like, just tell me that this is what you needed. Mm-hmm. Because if I know like it was, you know, a make it or break it for you, then that somehow will make it better for me. But yeah. I love that. That's just sad. <laughs> that's just sad. <laughs> it's like, but okay. If, but of course, what else is Robin going to say? Do you know what I, I mean? Know. Like, no, I no, I could have done two. It'd been fine. We could have gone on a road trip. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I didn't. And, and again, that. like Christine didn't have that. Like Cody's 
explanation is flawed because Christine didn't have that. She yeah. came into the family. There were already children, right? Was well, I think, Logan, yeah. I think that uh, Janelle was pregnant with Logan when they got married. But like he had two other wives there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like she never really had him to herself. No, the logic makes no sense because it no again, sense. it's again, again, logic. They're, yeah. they're again, you know, all the wives are saying like Robin's so lucky because you get this more evolved Cody. Mm -hmm. And so that's the whole thing about this entire situation and Robin feeling like she got gypped out of something. It's like, no, you know, you came into the family at this time. Like we cannot change the space time continuum, you know, like this is how it is. Like, this is what you're getting, you know, this is when she came in, this is what she gets. That's what she loved and wanted. Supposedly. Yes. So you know what? Mm-hmm. If you came into a polygamous family with three wives and 16 children, that's what you're getting. Yeah, that's what you're like, signing There's up no for. escaping. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah. Well, again, it's the Cody logic. It's the logic. It's it's the logic of all of them. They just kind of move their logic around based on, again, <laughs> yeah. this is the religion. You just kind yeah. of move things around until it fits what the to narrative is that you've told yourself mm-hmm. to make yourself feel better. And then I thought this was weird because I had forgotten about this on the first watch where now we get these scenes of like, okay, now we have to see Cody and Robin back and now integrating and all the wives are shopping together and Cody is basically delegating to the oldest children to cook <laughs> to make dinner yeah <laughs> to make yeah. dinner to logan Logan, yeah. Yeah. logan's like yeah we have uh we have stuff to make salad and uh yeah, i mean logan <laughs> has like the full inventory of the house exactly like, oh yes here's what's going on yeah yeah i think well, he yeah. asked gabe gabriel to cook a cake or to bake a cake right <laughs> yeah <laughs> cody stood by the grill did something he started the grill I'm sure. yeah he stood by the grill it. and hugged yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, no, that was the best because he was he was wandering around going, what's going on? Like, oh, we have to cook for the family. And Logan's like, yeah, we have steaks. It's like, of course, Logan (laughs) knows what's happening. Yeah. Logan knows. Move over and let Logan take charge. (laughs) I wrote this down. And so apparently I don't know who said this. So Cody tailors how much time he spends with each wife, depending on her needs. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's hard to it's hard because of how selfish we're being in the moment. I think this was a Mary thing. It, it I don't know feels what she like was a Mary about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just this idea. Again, this is that same logic of, yeah, he spends time with us based on what we need. But if we're being too selfish in the moment, we're not supposed to. I don't Oh, what it's I was weird. talking about again. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like that's what his justification for spending more time with someone. He's like, well, they need it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like Robin needed that 11 day honeymoon. Yes, yes. So now we watch the women. Um, now we watch the women at the still star mill store and shopping. And, um, you know, Robin says, This is it. You know, this is the promise of the relationship that I've always <sighs> wanted with these sister wives. Um, you what, know, Christine calling you flat chested. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. While you try on strange hats and stuff. Yeah. 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 Super, super great. Yeah. That was <sighs> painful to watch. <laughs> um, and then what was it? She also said that she saw, right. Oh, she made this, com- Robin made this comment where in the beginning, when she was first meeting the family, she saw like this big, wonderful family. And then there started to be issues, right. Which is sort of the Mary issues. And now women are like, wait, you're going down to St. George for how long? Right. Like, so, and then Robin yeah. says, now I can see these glimmers of hope coming back. Like this is the family that I met in the beginning, basically saying, you know, this is a family I signed up for. They're not so jealous of me anymore. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. You know, 
Well, yes. I mean, their courtship was ridiculous. They handled that all wrong. He was driving how long to see her? Yeah, five, five hours. hours. Yeah, which like, way? Yeah, yeah. He played that's, that all wrong. Yeah. Well, he fell in love. I mean, that's the thing, right? I think that if yeah. she was, if she w- lived in, you know, Washington D.C., I think he would be driving out there all the time too. I mean, I that agree. was the, you know, that was the thing. So when Robin says she loves to hear how much Cody loves his other wives, it makes her so happy. No, you don't. <laughs> and and then at the very end, we get this big, like the big sell of this, of this, which is, I can't remember who said this was like, being a sister wife is like giving birth. Do you, do you remember hearing this? Well, I don't remember that. No. Part, being a sister wife know. is like giving birth. There's lots of pain and discomfort, oh, but you yeah, get something kind of special in the end. Oh, yeah. I think this so is that. that a Mary? I think this is a Mary. Yeah, oh, normally okay. I write down who says what, but this one I didn't because I thought it was so interesting. It was like, boy, they told, you know, Mary's like, okay, how do I wrap this all up in a neat little bow here for people to say this is yeah. what it's like to be a sister sister wife and what this process is like? I don't know. It also feels kind of pragmatic. Like it could be Janelle. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. sure, but it's not true. Yeah, no. it's, it's <laughs> one not of, accurate. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those corny things they say. They do that all the time, like you said, to wrap things up and make mm-hmm. everyone think, oh, it's, this is great. It's not so bad. You know, it's worth all the all the horrible stuff you just saw. Forget that. <laughs> it's all worth yeah. it. And yeah, meaningless. Yeah. And that's it. That's the 11-day <sighs> honeymoon. That's that a really, lot. That was a lot. What a milestone. <laughs> what a milestone in the situation universe. Yes, yes. A lot of feelings about this. Oh, yeah. 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 I felt really, really bad for Janelle, Christine. I never really feel bad for Mary. I don't know what she's doing. It's yeah. almost painful to watch. But yeah. did she? Now, they put up a statement that she's left him, too. Correct? Yeah. Yes. I didn't fever dream that. Okay. No, no, no. Oh. They did it. I had COVID around statement. Christmas. So there's six weeks that are <laughs> fuzzy. Um, okay. So he's so it's. Just yeah. him, yeah, and Robin allegedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there has been gossip that uh, that there was a pretty good, uh, as far as gossip goes, um, a pretty good um, story going around for a while that they had gone down to Mexico to meet yes. someone that they yes. had met online who lived in another country, South America or something. And um, I, I was listening to another podcast where they claim they talked to an actual producer. Mm. who was on set went to Mexico and that was their source. So I don't know. Very surprised if he's doing it. He's literally only doing it for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I don't think his heart is in it. I really don't No, He's probably teasing it just so people will tune in. Cause yeah, he's got to keep the money coming. Yeah. He's got to stay relevant. Um, Oh my God. That was like part of the appeal of this show for me was just, how do adults, grown adults, make such bad financial decisions yeah. <laughs> all the time? Well, oh nobody taught him, you know, when you think about how he grew up, you know, yeah, it, nobody taught him about money. He never really had to live in the real world of money. And he went straight from being on this ranch and uh, to going into this church and then mm-hmm. to be having these wives. And it, I mean, he never really learned how to be an adult and support himself and, or get an education or get training and something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it was arrested development. Who who is married to demand like the equal size houses as everybody. Mm -hmm. Like I know 
That's been yeah, trotted over, insane. but it's just ridiculous the right. way they spend money. It yeah. gives me anxiety just watching it because well, they he, can't have any money left. Yeah, no, and he likes it. I mean, why is he, you know, riding around in a sports car, mm-hmm. you know, when, you know, his kids don't have medical insurance? You know, why so is there's he a was in advertising sales, right? Yes. I think he sold signs, right? Yeah, he, he sold was in advertising, advertising signs. I used yeah. to work in advertising. Him having a convertible is like <laughs> dead on, dead mm-hmm. on. Like, I feel like a lot of times that's, that was probably a company leased car. Mm-hmm. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Something like that. So, well, I feel I like he, not I bet you it. anything, he justified it to the wives saying, well, I need to pull up in a really fancy yeah, I need to cars to see like the, to show that I'm super, super successful. But that's that one thing with, with Janelle is, you know, J- Janelle's always been the one with the money and, and, yep. and focusing on everything. And it's so interesting that Janelle could never stand up to Cody and say, Mary gets a bedroom. Yeah. Like yeah. she gets a two bedroom. That's yeah. it. Like that's yeah. how it is. But he always, so Mary has always had this hold over him in some way, shape or form because she manages mm-hmm. to get what she wants. She gets her way. But um, yeah, I mean, it, it it's the money part, but it's just, I don't know. I have a teenage boy and he's eating us out of house and home. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. know how people with all these kids make it. I, I think I don't it's either. always been so dire. And I think they've always been trying to play catch up constantly mm-hmm. that he just, you know, and then money started rolling in and that's when they started like just buying well, I know things, a lot of people land. thought that they were, um, I don't want to use this word, but maybe using or depending on the system and social services mm-hmm. because, but I think McKelty confirmed or no, who's the one that's married to Tony McKelty. McKelty. Yeah. She confirmed that Cody's on all the birth certificates. So oh, there's oh. no, you know, no scamming happening. So huh. I don't huh. know. I don't know where they're getting their money. I don't know. I mean, you know, salesmen make a good living, but well, Janelle had a good job too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Janelle probably made say. more money than he did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think Janelle, I think Janelle made the bulk of the money and the mortgage and all of that. And I think that they just, um, no, I think you, you see in season two, you see Janelle and Cody talking about like, okay, let's pay this bill and not this bill. It's a lot yeah, of that. We it's can't a lot of like two sleeping bags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. like, But you you can see in that moment, right, where they're they're broke and Cody is like, well, let's just buy sleeping bags. And Janelle's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Janelle's tight with all this stuff. And and that's probably why they have electricity is because of Janelle. Because I swear to God, if they did not have Janelle and they just had Mary and Christine and Cody, they would have been out on the street. So that just adds an extra layer of outrage. Because if you're Janelle and you're working, Robin comes in, she's not. Mm -hmm. And they're using your money like family quote-unquote money to go yeah. on an 11-day trip to san diego which is not cheap it would have been cheaper to go to mexico probably yeah yeah oh yeah um, i'm sure i'd be outraged i'm sure tlc paid for that but yeah i mean it's kind of like and one time janelle made a comment that uh cody and mary both really like nice things mm. yeah and mm-hmm. you see that they do they feel you entitled with that wet bar with the she wet bar, yeah. bar oh yeah and the five bedrooms and whatever mm-hmm. And yeah, you see that they do, they do feel entitled and Cody always has like, you know, his clothes are always, you know, new looking and yep. Yep. and whatever. And um, yeah. And Janelle had, Janelle has just sacrificed so much. The, she yeah. just needs to be, 
God, I hope she gets her some money back, you know. Me too. Well, and now he's he's a gun dealer, right? So, you know, Mm -hmm. there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know how she's going to get the money because she has no legal ties with him. You know, they were never married. You know, although she did like a baller go out and buy that fifth wheel, which was probably a hundred grand easily. Mm -hmm. But now what is she going to do with it? I mean, hopefully she can resell it for a decent price. I hope she can resell it and take it. Yeah, just keep all the money. Well, it probably was her money to begin with. But yeah, the money that Robin and, or excuse me, that Janelle and Mary put into Robin's house, that that's, they need that back. So, but yeah, they'll probably never get it. Brooke, can they lawyer up with you? (laughs) I'm ready. I'm not licensed to practice in Utah, but I might just go. Or in, might just whisper in, some legal um, advice Arizona. in Arizona. Yeah, maybe I'd go just take the bar exam just for fun. And, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just mail her an anonymous letter with exactly what to do. Right. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I wonder about now is Mary and Mary's financial situation because she has very expensive tastes. So she's living at that. Can she really? I mean, I know she's, she's just fine. Row. She makes a ton of money. Yeah. She makes this much. She makes from LuLaRoe. Mm-hmm. So then, okay, then now it's Cody and Robin together. How are they going to make money? That's what I think is, I, I'm very excited exactly. for season 18 to see, obviously the fallout of all of this, but um, I want to see season 19, 20, where Robin mm-hmm. and Cody are trying to figure out how to like start more businesses and oh, make yeah. money because oh, yeah. how, how are those two going to make the money? And, and this is why I believe why they're moving is yeah probably because if anybody in that family those two are the ones that work the least yeah you know yeah well and they've been cited a couple times recently in las vegas so Mm -hmm. i don't know if they're going to go back um there because it's less expensive to live but Mm -hmm. um they had the perfect setup there. I don't know. They really did. I yeah. think I was listening to you guys and you were saying like they had the perfect setup yeah. in that cul-de-sac. Like that was so dumb. It was yeah. awful. They left there. It was it, yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. So there had to have been those, I mean, right. The rumors have always been that they had these balloon payments to make, right? Like that's why they ran because they couldn't afford the balloon payments because they tried to get into, that was what, 2011? Yeah, 2012. It was early. Yeah. Yeah. But it was also. It was after the, uh, yeah, that was after the housing um, bubble crash. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's a miracle among, I mean, what a miracle. How did they get financing for all those houses after a housing crash? And and Robin, because I remember them saying that Cody and Mary, because they were still legally married, they applied for a mortgage together, but mm-hmm. the other three were applying as single women. Okay. And, and Janelle got hers, no problem. Janelle oh, got, yeah. Of course, because she has an income, mm-hmm. but neither Christine or Robin had jobs how the hell did well they and qualify? remember there was something wrong with robin's financing and i'm thinking it was her credit score yeah yeah because her she, I, she took on the debt from her last that's another weird well, thing that's, she just wanted to get out of the marriage so badly well she i took on that. all the debt from <laughs> i did that <laughs> you took on the debt from the last person just I, to get out i took on some of it yeah i was mm. just like i need to get out of this so my current husband was not very happy when he had to pay off my ex-husband's car loan. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. You know, sometimes you just have to get out of it. I don't know what the story was with her first husband, mm-hmm. but 
like, I don't know if there was abuse or she had to get out of there quickly. Like, I don't know. So I find it hard to believe this guy is like awesome. If he would just sign his kids away to Cody though. So, yeah. Yeah. Well that, that whole, we've talked about that too, just how odd all of that is. And just Mm -hmm. Aurora, like, Yes, you are my father now, Cody. You know, yeah. just how crazy yeah. all they of that They just come was. right in, start calling him daddy. Yep. And uh, but I bet you I bet you Robin's uh parents probably had to co-sign for her. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Or because Janelle, it, maybe. Yeah, because it seemed like Can the, you just have a random person co-sign your house though? <sighs> yeah, I mean, if they're willing to to put put themselves on the line, yeah, anyone mm-hmm. can co-sign for anyone. Yeah. But it seemed like her 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 stepdad kind of seemed like he had it together. Okay. I bet you they co-signed for her. Maybe. Um, I don't think Janelle could have done it and get her own house too. I mean, she doesn't make that much money. But yeah, well, how did and, Christine and get it? You know, but maybe this her is family. part of the problem. Maybe. Like you can have debt from a previous marriage, you can have a shitty credit score, but like you need to straighten those things out, work those mm-hmm. things out on your own. Mm-hmm. Like when my current husband was helping me pay the car loan of my ex-husband, like I was working too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Robin just came into his family with all this debt and stuff. Well, and it had and already like, gone work, to collect. You guys yeah, work it, and I'll stay here. It had already gone into collections. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. she never made an effort to, uh, well, I don't know what she did, but didn't seem like she made an effort to pay it or do anything about it till she got herself in this situation. She had to. Yeah, I, I don't really know. struggle with Robin sometimes because there's times that I don't think she's this evil as everybody else thinks. Yeah, I don't think she's diabolical. I don't, I don't think either. she's smart like, enough to be. I saw her, if you watch the episode where Leon came out, mm-hmm. she had one of the best reactions. Yeah. McKelty has also said that she was one of the only people in the family that accepted Tony. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that she is not a monster. Mm-hmm. I think that she is often a victim of circumstance. Like, she is often perceived that way just because of her in her in relation to Cody. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. like, I go back and forth on her. I really do. Like I, I'm not going to malign a, a single mom with three kids and 30 grand in debt or whatever. But like where I have a problem with is when you expect other people to pay that debt for you and you're not helping yeah. or you're, you know what I mean? That's because they said that she was working when she was in St. George and then she went to Lehigh and she quote unquote was trying to find a job. Mm -hmm. And it's like Mm -hmm. a little bit like anyone can, I'm sorry, you can find a job. You could work at Starbucks in the evenings, Robin, if you really wanted to. 12 bucks an hour, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You can get a job. Yeah. Yeah, Anybody can get it. You know, you can, you Mm -hmm. can do that. It's just what you want to do. And that always really bothered me too. And I bet you that bothered Janelle. I'm telling Mm -hmm. you that much. Yeah. That really bugged her. I'm sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like, okay, you're coming into this. You want to be treated as an equal. Look at Christine. She had to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's and working nights. Work. I mean, yeah. Yeah. she's pregnant. We yeah. all have to Aye. pull the train together, you know? Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. Well, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, <laughs> we can talk about this for hours. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for being here. Tell us oh, thank where you guys. to it was find a you, where, how people can follow you, find you. <laughs> So I have a few different projects. Um, <laughs> you can always find me on my website, amyarcher.com. Amy with the knee on the end. So A-M-Y-E, archer.com. I'm also co-hosting currently, sitting in for a while on Pink Shade um, on their Patreon. So that's Pink Shade Monkeys. And we're covering Extreme Sisters, Darcy and Stacy, 
I'm going to be sitting in for a little bit on brother husbands, which I'm super excited about. I can't even tell you. <laughs> I'm going to have to and then, to um, <laughs> I also have my own podcast called Gen X. This is why that I host with my sister. And we just did, we did the Pamela Anderson documentary, mm, but now yeah. we just did, we have this little sub brand that we do called Gen X. That was a thing. Mm-hmm. And we just recorded about Steven Stainer. Do you guys remember? Oh, oh my gosh. Yes. And, yes. and Carrie, his brother. Our, so we our just home, talked about yeah, that. Yeah, our yes. hometown. We, yeah, your hometown close, right? is Ukiah, where yeah, there I was go. born in Ukiah, where Timmy yeah. White was up. objected. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and oh, I've I've been uh, obsessed we remember with that this one yeah. since I was uh, like seven years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because so I just, rem- we just yeah. did that. It's it's amazing what happened in that. Family. Is that, that so? That's family. a separate podcast. Well, from... you can find it on the Gen X. This is why feed. It's oh, okay. Just like a little you know sub brand. All right, I'm gonna look that up for sure. Yeah, because the Stephen yeah. Stainer. Because I remember I was like six, seven years old. And I remember so distinctly, hello, welcome to the seventies and eighties people where, you know, nothing sheltered from your kids. So, um, you know, there were signs up all over the place for this kid, this kid. And I remember so distinctly, like, yes, he came back. Oh my God, that's great. Mm -hmm. And he had another, another kid came with him. I mean, I remember Mm -hmm. that story so much. And they show in the, in the documentary, where to get from Point Arena, which is where they were being held captive, to Ukiah was mm-hmm. just how these kids lived. I mean, just yeah. in the middle of the dead of night. Yeah. It's an insane. Well, well a, 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 a hitch, they were hitch. Because, yeah, it's a it's like a, a 45 mile windy road. Yeah, yeah. Out in the middle of nowhere. Very remote. So they got lucky. Somebody came, picked them up and just drove them to the police station in Ukiah. Well, yeah. one of the things I obsessed about, and I talk about this in our coverage, is I, as a kid, could never understand why he didn't leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I knew nothing about psychological manipulation. Like, I just, mm-hmm. you don't know anything about that when you're a kid. But then when they interviewed Kay, his mother, in the new documentary that's out, she was talking about he did try to escape at one point. But like you said, he went outside. He's in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. He's seven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he just went back in the house and was like, okay. Well, and also um, they were telling him, because at the time, um, Kenneth Parnell had some other guy kind of working with him. Yeah, helping Edwin Erwin Murphy, I think his name was. Yeah, and they were yeah. telling um, Stephen, well, your family doesn't want you back. Yeah. They're mad at yeah. you because you did something bad and they don't want you. And when you're seven, you believe that if someone tells you enough times. Yeah, and what happened is um, he had found out from like a nosy postal worker or something that mm-hmm. Stephen had gotten trouble and gotten spanked or yelled at, you know, some mm-hmm. kind of punishment a couple of days before. And that's what he used as his manipulation. Oh. Like, oh, didn't you just get in trouble for something? Well, your mom and dad said they don't want you anymore, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And Stephen believed it. It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating case. And then, of course, we know what happened with Carrie, so... Yeah, yeah. It's no, it's very tragic. And then what happened to Stephen as an adult? You know, he yep. was killed in a motorcycle yeah. accident. And yeah, so, yeah, yeah, very sad. Yeah, that area of Ukiah. There's a lot of stuff that happens up there because it is so remote. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is where they found the Poly Class killer was in a, a trailer outside oh, yeah. outskirts of Ukiah. Mm-hmm. You know, Jim mm-hmm. Jones was up in what Willits. Yes. You know, that Red whole Valley. area, Red yeah. Valley. Yeah, that whole area up there because Ukiah is fifteen thousand uh, population, fifteen thousand, and that's like the big city. You know, wow. uh, so okay. that's why for them, I mean, you can imagine he was you can so hide far out in the middle there. of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And then you just yeah. kind of get used to this life. I guess he just sort of accepted this is my new 
normal. It's just, well, what killed me, the saddest part of that last documentary was um, when they interviewed like a a couple teachers and his old classmates at the high Mm -hmm. school in Point Arena. And they all said, yeah, you know, it was really weird. Nobody, no one nobody really knew like uh, anything about where he was living or who he was living with. He said he was living mm-hmm. with an uncle or something. Nobody could go inside their house, mm-hmm. the trailer um, that Steven always wore the same clothes. They were always dirty that like mm-hmm. literally he had no socks and like yeah, his shoes ankles with were dirty. And, yeah. Why didn't somebody call CPS? Oh, that was the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that's like, find your own business. I guess. Mm-hmm. I just think yep. it's shocking. And I, those teachers, I mean, well, what I found interesting is, and Jenny and I talk a lot about this on Gen X, this is why, is um, Kay says at some point, you know, I feel culpable in some way because I taught Stephen to respect authority mm-hmm. and yeah. to trust institutions. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, so Ken Parnell is dressed as a, a priest. And so, of course, like he thinks he doesn't question it. And I'm like, Gen Xers kids question everything <laughs> they question my kids question yeah. everything uh-huh. like you're not getting away with anything with my kids well yeah, yeah we put the fear of god into them yeah it's because, a different it's a generational yeah, shift for sure we, we saw so much yeah ho- horrible yeah. stuff i mean yeah. well and i remember being age and feeling like could i get kidnapped is it going to happen to me right yeah. i mean yeah. it was just and it was just talk i mean especially and yeah. if it's in your hometown this is tiny little town mm-hmm. it's all happening mm-hmm. you're like oh my god this could happen yep yeah oh man the 70s and the 80s. i'm amazed <laughs> we're alive oh, i know when i look back on some things i'm like jesus right you know like I no seatbelts no, oh, yeah. nothing. No, no supervision you yeah. know basically from mm. the we were latchkey kids, you know, we mm-hmm. came home after school and no supervision. That's when all the bad stuff happened. You know, well, think about the world, home. like the boomers grew up in, especially like my parents were like, they weren't middle-class by any stretch of the imagination, but like they were, you know, white boomers, like mm-hmm. the world catered to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they just had this idyllic childhood and they thought we would too, but like the world had changed <laughs> and they didn't realize this. And yeah. so like, we're out there, like, I can remember being 12, 11, hitchhiking, mm. doing all sorts of different things. And like, I would die if my kids did that today. There's yeah. no way my kids would be terrified. First of all, they would never, but it's just yeah. so strange. Wow. Yeah, I know. And then they make fun of us for being like helicopter parents or this, <laughs> but, but, but it's like, we saw what happens when you don't yes. watch your kids. It is not good. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I do not want, yeah. I did not want my daughter doing stuff at 12 and 13 that I was doing at 12 and 13. So yeah, I'm in a helicopter. Maybe that's <laughs> why, maybe that's why, um, this stuff with Logan and Aspen like triggers us. Cause we're mm-hmm. like, they're not getting attention. Those mm-hmm. kids, like they're mm-hmm. being, they're just kind of going along in the shuffle and it kind of strikes a Gen X chord with us. It does. Now. It does. Mm-hmm. Cause we, yeah, we didn't get enough attention either. So we, we know how it feels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that right. note, <laughs> yeah. So that That's episode will podcast be podcast um, about when we're confronting our parents. Yeah, that, uh, enough attention to us. That episode will be out April third. So that's where oh, you can find. Can't it. wait. God, yes. marking yes. this down. My yes, yes. Well, and if you like this podcast, please give us a five star review. We really appreciate it. And um, what's the other thing? Follow us. Uh, it's subscribe. now. Subscribe to the podcast if you like it. And um, we're now on TikTok and Instagram as Psych Legal Pop. So 
Hopefully, please follow us so you get updates on when all the podcasts are going to be out. Thank you so much, Amy. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.